0: what's up y'all? what's up what's up it's your girl majean malika and your player partner, MJ. And this is episode number 13 of Everything Is... Bullshit! So guys, we are back again. We are back, guys. And, you know, we're just going to start this session off with, of course, why are you so fresh? Why? Honey? Why, why, why? Why, white men? Why? <laughs> so, if you guys have been, you know, paying attention to anything that's, you know, on social media or just on the news or anything, um, definitely Trump and the rest of the white male America who are Trump followers. I mean I Lord. put everybody together. I'm mean, not bunch everybody together, but a lot of white men they're upset. They're saying that they've been attacked due to this whole Kavanaugh situation. Attacked? They don't even know what attacked is. Oh uh, gosh. Like literally I am so over this, like I'm over
1: it. Just, just put him as the Supreme Justice because y'all know y'all going
0: to do it anyway. And let's
1: just go on with life. I'm so tired of it. I'm just tired of it.
0: And it's just, it's just really, really frustrating because it's like to know that America literally is being governed like a third world, a world country. Yeah. And the reason why I say this is because, like, in third world countries. A lot of those countries actually have a lot of resources and those countries should be some of the richest countries in the world, but because the politicians are, are so, so corru- greedy, they're so corrupt, yes. um, there's a lot of nepotism that goes on, mm-hmm. a lot of favorism or favoritism. So because of all of that, literally the government is, is absolute trash and the people they suffer at the hands of the government because exactly. of the poor you know, management of the government, of the infrastructure of the country. So, Trump he's talking about making America great again, mm. sir. Mm. You're doing the absolute opposite, actually. Definitely, it's just absolutely a mess. And Kavanaugh, like we we, we all know that you literally get black out drunk. Okay, you get black <laughs> out drunk, and every you get black out drunk, and everybody knows. Okay, he that's like, what you he do. likes beer. He, I, I he, like he, beer. He likes beer. He's he likes always likes beer. Liked beer. Like, I mean, so seriously. <laughs> and like, I'm like, how is this supposed to be? Like, are uh, you really saying this right now in and, and, and a federal hearing? Oh, yeah. I like beer. Like, yeah. so the, the the dumbasses who follow you, the rednecks who drink beer, that's supposed to have some sort of affinity with you. That's why you're saying it? Because that's the only reason why it makes sense to me.
1: I'm over it. I'm like, over it. Just get him in. Whatever they're going to do is whatever they're going to do. It, it was, you know, it was, it, it basically when trump nominated him that was basically what was going to happen like i, I don't understand like all this pretending that they care about you know they sexual don't. assault and all of that don't. you know it's just pointless like we know you did, don't care because if you did care you wouldn't have the the woman up there testifying and then you're badgering her and then the next day you're like oh but we're gonna uh, go ahead and vote the next day
0: like so stupid who does that say if they did care we wouldn't even still have this president in office that is true because he said so many lewd rude comments towards women and he's actually physically sexually assaulted women. yet he's still the president of the united states you know and he's already admitted it he said that this is what he does he likes to do that so like i don't know who are the powers that be in this country because we all know that at the end of the day the electoral college. They do a whole little thing up there, like, you know, in their little offices or whatever. So they, I guess, ideally choose the president. But I'm just like, yo, they really should have thought about this when they were picking presidents. They because... didn't think at all. Oh my gosh, they did man. not
1: think at all. This was this was a horrible... But you know what? It's I'm not going to say it was a horrible decision. I mean, I think it was a horrible decision. But in when you think about it, it just shows you where, where America is at, you know? And it shows you that you know hopefully i'm think i'm hoping that we can come back from this and you know that it's been a really big push for women to be in office and also you know all right guys hey we're back
0: we're back so, um, we said that we are going to talk about um, fear. Yes. So, we all have something that just freaks us out, that stops us in our tracks, that, yes. just, that just paralyzes us, you know, and I feel that if you don't have a fear, I mean, definitely congratulations to you, but I, I truly believe that everybody has something that Scares them a little, oh, definitely, or maybe a lot.
1: Definitely, I think I I think that
0: everyone has at least one fear right. of something, right? Right. So for me, I mean, if I could be completely transparent, like what scares me truly, um, it's it's just it's just this whole life thing, you know. Like I just don't want to, you know, quote unquote, suck at life. Right. Number one. And then number two, um, I just, I mean, I guess it's, it's the same thing because I don't want to wake up, you know, be 78, be 88 or whatever. And looking back on my life and realizing that I didn't do what I wanted to do, that I lived a life that was, you know, unfulfilled. So for me, it's its so paralyzing because there's so many things that I want to do but because of how I was brought up, because of the people that I've been raised around and that I've, you know, and just because of the hypersensitivity of like, you know, social media and seeing people's lives and stuff, I'm just so afraid to kind of get out there and do the things that make me happy so that I can be happy, you know? So like, that's like my biggest fear. And what's yours, MJ?
1: I would say that, probably my biggest fear, um, is, um, I would say that it it definitely, my biggest fear actually already happened. And I would have to say that my biggest fear was, um, when, when, uh, you know, my parents passed away and for years, even as a child, I was, um, always scared of that fact. I was always terrified of that fact. I thought to myself, you know, even like at age seven or eight, because I knew that um, my friends had parents that were, you know, younger than my parents. My parents were older when they had me. So I always lived in that fear of, you know, one day, probably the first out of all of my friends, you know, my parents would be gone. And um, it was definitely um, a very paralyzing moment when it actually happened. Um, and not so much, um, probably more so because I was more, I was closer to my mom. So that really, when she passed away, um, and she passed away first, um, before my father, um, it really terrified me. You know, I didn't know where I was going to go and what I was going to do and, you know, people were looking to me for answers, but I was, you know, the youngest. So, um, definitely that was my biggest fear, you know, in life. I mean, I have other fears as well, but I would definitely say that that, um, really what, you know, defined, defined me. And that really, you know, it, it was a paralyzing moment, um, when she did pass. yeah
0: definitely um death can be scary really really can um especially unexpected death that that's my thing and I guess you can't really expect when you're I mean like because first nobody's exempt from getting got number one right and then you know number two you know you just never know when it's gonna happen yeah and you know and,
1: and and it is hard when it is unexpected when it's when it's an unexpected death it is difficult I don't know if I don't know. I dealt with both where one was unexpected and one was, you know, expected because he was so sick um, for a while. Um, So I don't know which one is worse. But yeah, death is definitely, you know, it's a scary thing, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I I, like nobody ever wants to lose like a loved one like that is for a fact. Um, But I do know for me personally, though, like I'm not like afraid of death, like myself personally, like I used to have that fear. But, like, it's, like, whenever it's my time, you know, it's my time. Oh, yeah, definitely. I used to be afraid, too. Me, too. Like, I used to be, like, scared. I
1: I really was. But when my mom passed, all of that fear of dying, like, left me. Yeah. You
0: know? And I I think mine left once I realized that, for real, like, this this earth, this life, it really is very, very fickle. Like, for real, you can be here today, gone tomorrow. Mm -hmm, Definitely. And it's, like, at the end of the day, I'm more afraid of running out of time and not doing the shit that I want to do for myself, for my family, for my friends, for those who I love, like that makes me more afraid than like dying. Like if I like were to like die today, like it is what it is. Mm -hmm. God bless. You know, of course I, you know, knock on wood, don't want that to happen because I have stuff I want to do, but definitely that paralyzes me more. I, I mean like literally going, before I get to do the stuff that I want to do
1: right not right.
0: necessarily going before my time because of course it's your time but exactly it's going before doing the stuff that I wanted to so and, and like so why why did the fact that you know your parents dying I mean wh- or I guess because you said that it, it scared you but why did it scare you of course automatically in my head I'm thinking oh because you know these are people that you love and you don't have them but like, why at such a young age were you thinking that? Just strictly because they were older.
1: Strictly because they were older, and um, I think because of the fact that we were so close. Um, it's always, you know, I think it it, ha- it it boils down to the to the fact of being alone. Right. And you know, when I knew that when I was younger, I was like, man, what would I do if you know I lost my parents? you know and i knew that the day would eventually come but i was always in fear of it happening because they were older you know older people right so yeah i mean i i, I think that um, it it really it it was it really weighed heavily on my mind more than you know
0: other other kids my age right. you know yeah definitely right. So how did you overcome it? Like what, what steps did you take to kind of like no longer fear, I guess, the whole death process?
1: Um, I don't think I ever overcame it, um, at that particular time, but I think once my parents did pass, um, it did make me become a, a stronger, a stronger person. So I think in that aspect, I did overcome it because it pushed me to be a a more independent person. Um, because I was so spoiled and my parents gave me everything. I think that it really pushed me to, you know, just, you know, lace up my boots and, you know, get to working. And that really pushed me to be, you know, the person that I am today. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't say that it was a good thing that my parents passed because, To me, it wasn't a good thing, but um, I think that it molded me into a better person, actually.
0: That's, I mean, that's beautiful, definitely, for sure. I just, I just feel that, I mean, it it takes, it takes time to like, you know, heal those wounds and to basically just kind of, you know, pick yourself back up and start over. Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially in a situation that's so deep like that. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I definitely know that for me, um, what has been helping me overcome my fears um, is just by doing um, kind of a number of things. So, um, of course, you know, shout out to my therapist, MJ, and um, (laughs) my mentor um, as well. Definitely I speak, and of course, like, you know, my siblings for sure. Like, I speak to them about, you know, what I'm going through and things like that. And they are just phenomenal You know, they really, you know, counsel me and and even even my best friends, too. Like, literally my best friends, my siblings and my mentor, if it wasn't for them, I honestly don't know how I could even begin to make the strides that I am making in respect to my fear. Um, And, you know, I've been doing like a lot of like, you know, journaling and writing um, and just, you know, self, like, you know, like affirmations.
1: Just Definitely. making sure
0: that I'm in the right headspace to, you know, basically just kick, you know, the hell out of fear, you know, oh, yeah. to where it doesn't affect me anymore. Like, actually, I had one example. when I told MJ this. Um, like, I, I have a, or I used to have a bad fear of like other people's opinions. And it's like a real thing. It's a real psychological thing. Um, I would advise everybody to look it up. If you have a fear of that, it's called FOPO. So fear of other people's opinions. Right. And there was this lady at my job. She said something. Or no, so I'm, you know, sitting here minding my business, (laughs) speaking with one of my coworkers. Mm -hmm. And she gonna look at me and she calls me over. I'm like, okay, yes, you know, you summoned me what's good. Let's, you know, converse. And right. she's gonna tell me, oh, like you know, all of this, like you know, hi, how are you? Good morning, like you know, is that real? Like, I mean, are you always this happy? I said, bitch, are you always this depressed? No, <laughs> I, I, I didn't say that. I, I, I didn't say that. I didn't. But that's how I felt on the inside. Oh, and I was oh, just like, yeah, of course it is. Like, I like like for a fact you know, if I don't like you, I will not be talking to you. I will not exchange words with you. Literally, you won't even get a look from me, honey, if I, I don't like right. you, you know, but my thing is, I actually like my co workers. And that's never happened to me ever in my freaking life ever. So I was conversing, and I'm happy when I'm around them. And so she says that to me, and it almost literally sat with me all day, because I really value other people's opinions. And it's like, for what, like who the fuck are they like who? Right. Like who are they like don't give a fuck about what an ugly motherfucker gotta say and when I say ugly I don't mean ugly literally like in the physical sense but just ugly like ugly spirit ugly like emotions yeah. like ugly just like being lifestyle don't give a damn about what somebody has to say right. like literally like you don't because if you're not paying my bills if you're not like providing me with anything if we're not fucking if we're not touching talking none of that like you do not need to affect me at all. And so because of my like you know affirmations and because of where I like you know like the strides that I've been making to really not give a fuck about nobody or whatever, literally I just shook that off. I was like, you know what? They talked about Jesus and they talked about Beyonce. They still talk about Beyonce. (laughs) And so I'm just like look like if the Messiah can take the hits literally and figuratively Then so can I. And he carried on in the proper uh, fashions. And he acted like nothing was going on. And Beyonce, she does the same thing all the time, all day, every day. Rihanna does the same thing. The Kardashians and their talentless ass, they do the same thing, (laughs) you know? So it's just at the end of the day, don't give a damn what a ugly motherfucker has to say. Exactly. Because some people Live just your life.
1: some people just want to invite you to their pity party. And honey, you know? look,
0: I am booked and busy, okay? <laughs> oh god. Look, so I don't have the time. She's
1: booked and busy. <laughs> very,
0: okay. Insert the word very, okay? Very busy. So I don't have time for that. So that's definitely like one of the things that I've been doing. And I've like I said, again, I've been writing and Definitely, I'm going to post um, my article that I wrote on fear. So definitely check it out. Um, yeah. so it's actually
1: can... really good.
0: Thank you. MJ. And I'm not like a reader reader, you yeah, know. Yeah, she, she's stupid. I...
1: <laughs> but it really is a good article. Um, it really, I think it hits home to a lot of what people fear, you know, about you know in life. So I think so too. I think everybody should read it.
0: Well, thank you, MJ. No problem. Definitely. I really appreciate that. I mean, it's just something that I like to do Um, as of now. And it's just it's just really something that I know for me is therapeutic. It allows me to express myself. It allows me to kind of um, go through my head and ensure that I am not having a belief that's limiting me or having like something that's scaring me and something that I cannot overcome. So certainly, please read it. I would yes. so appreciate it. I would so love to hear, you know your comments about it. So, definitely, like I, I really would appreciate that. Um, but I mean overall, I just feel that the best thing that you can do with fear is just, you know, just don't don't let it don't let it overcome you, you yes. know? Definitely don't let it kill your dreams, don't let it cure uh, cure kill your vibe, don't mm-hmm. let it kill just who you are because for years I've been scared about Shit that honestly doesn't even matter. And for the rest of my life, I'm going to be fearless. Like, straight like straight up and down. I'm going to be fearless. I ain't going to be jumping off no cliffs and doing no white people shit. But I'm going to be, like, <laughs> fearless in, like, other senses. Like, I still... Like, I, I can't do, it like, white people. And, and I won't even say all white people, but, like, there are some people who are really hella bold. And, yeah, I, I can't, like, bungee jump. And, like, no. None of that. But um, just being, like, for real fearless.
1: Exactly. And, like, you should never... I, I feel like in life you should do the things that make you happy yeah um because you only have one life to live and That's you know it. you only have one life to live and trust me when i say this that you know it really does go by really fast it does and before you know it you look up and you're
0: 42 i knew she was gonna <laughs> to say that I knew she was going to say that because she loves saying how old how, how old her ass is. She's hella old, guys. Like, seriously. She always says that. And it's like, I think she says that because she's like, oh, I don't look it. So let me just go ahead I'm and just say saying, you I'm 40-10. I'm just saying. And, you look up and you're 42. And you're about to be 43. And then you're thinking... Oh my god, I remember when I was like twenty-eight and twenty-nine. And the thing is she still acts like she's twenty-eight and twenty-nine. <laughs> so definitely don't don't let your life pass you by and wake up 41, 42 and realize that you ain't did shit. Exactly. So definitely just live out your best life, overcome your fears, and just be the best person you can be, guys. Oh, definitely. Oh well damn, that's kinda awkward. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, so we're back with what we can't say on the internet. We're back, we're back. So, Kim Kardashian trying to save the black people of the world. Tell her to stop. Just stop right now. You know, honestly, I'm not going to tell her to stop because my thing is (sighs) you, I mean, and I hate to say this, Kim, like, well, I'm going to say it anyways. Like, literally, your whole life is black. The least you can do is help because you still braids, you still bantu (laughs) knots, you still big asses. You still big titty. Yes. Yes. Like, I mean, you you still black men. Like, I mean, you still black consciousness. Like, literally, the least you can do is help. So, frankly, I'm down for it. I love it. I I, I mean, I I just feel some type of way. Like, why? Why does it have to be her? <laughs> I don't
1: know. Like, I just
0: feel some type of way about but, her. But doing it. but why not her? Like literally, she appropriates <sighs> everything from Black culture. The least you can do is help Black culture because I, I feel guess. that that there's so many yeah. white people who like I'm um, like who love the Black experience until it's time to really live the Black experience. They be like, oh, hold on, I gotta go home. It's a little I too guess. Black in here for me. Like you know what I'm saying? It's like at least she's actually like, trying to make some sort of effort. I guess. You know, do do I I agree with all of, like, you know, her lifestyle and things like that? No, not necessarily. But at the end of the day, she's a boss. She built her own empire off of fucking... Not a lot of porn stars can say that they have, like, a full empire off of smashing. Like, really. Because she is a porn star. No matter what she thinks, she really is. (laughs) So, because, I mean, she smashed on camera, like, and... I mean, yeah, and everybody saw it, and that's what a points are is. But I don't think that,
1: honestly, with her, when it has to do with like her career, it's all about her mom. She, they not her, her, particularly. She's not that smart. Come on now, like her mom is the one that is the leader of that family. You know,
0: I mean, yeah, she, you know,
1: she's the one that's making those power moves, having those power lunches, and making those power deals. I mean, that's, that's how it is. You know, Kim's not that smart. I don't believe that she's that smart. I don't believe that who, what's her name? Kylie. I don't believe that she's that smart either. I think that her, their mother knows how to pimp them out. Right. But enough of that. I mean, as far as like Kim Kardashian helping, you know, black people, I guess it's, it's
0: fine, but I just feel some type of way about it.
1: Because it's well, her.
0: Look, Kim, keep on going, honey. Cause yeah, definitely, it's about time that you did something for Black people other than steal. So yeah, thank instead you. Instead of
1: appropriate the culture. Yeah, exactly.
0: So thank you. Go culture ahead. Culture and... vulture. <laughs> exactly. So thanks so much for giving back. You know, it's it's the least you can do, Kim. <laughs> (laughs) anyways and another thing that I know I can't say on the internet of course you know I hate to continue with conversations of you know black and white but that's the world we live in everything's black and white I know you guys have heard and if you haven't heard there was a Caucasian male who shot up about six seven cops Uh, six or seven of them were wounded one died the one who died was black and the fact of the matter is that this man he was uh, peacefully arrested he's still living today he is in jail he's in custody and he's quite all right because he's always white so <laughs> he's my, quite all right because he's, he's always, always white. white yes sugar <laughs> so for me um i have an issue with this of course being the woke woman that i am because every day black people don't even threaten the police officer don't even touch them i'm just reaching into my glove compartment to get the id that you asked me to get and i'm telling you but you get to assassinate me thank you Thank you, police officer. Nice. You know what I'm saying? It's like this man literally caused six or seven, whatever it was, six police officers' physical harm, like legitimately. He could have killed every last one of you guys, but he didn't. He just killed one. But his intent was to do as much damage as possible, oh. and he takes this man to custody as if he, I don't know, shoplifter from Walmart. Right. Gotcha. Thank you so much for sending out this message. This world, especially this country, is going to shit. Plain and <laughs> simple. I am... So upset with that. I am so upset because it just goes to further the reason why black people, especially woke black people, are doing what they're doing. They're fighting for particular rights. This is even more reason why everybody should go and get out and vote. This is why more people of color need to be in the Senate, need to be in the House, need to be, I mean, in, in, in positions of power because clearly the goal is to exterminate. Anybody who is black, brown, who's just not white. Exactly. But, um, yeah, enough about that. Because I can go down that, you know, path for a now long she can. time. She can. Definitely. And she does. Definitely. So, guys, you know, before we leave you all, you know, we definitely want to drop, you know, the quote of the week. Yes. So, this is a little something that, you know, kind of took it a little bit from Jennifer Lewis and, you know, I've been just kind of adding it to my day every single day, you know? So here it is, guys. I wake up every morning. I go to the bathroom. I look in the mirror and I say, you sexy bitch. <laughs> look, when you do this, you will. That's one you, hell of a affirmation. You will truly understand the power that you have. Yes, definitely. That is for sure. Yep. So, guys, next week, um, we are going to be talking about the Me Too movement and, you know, just how it's been kind of changing the shape of um, America right now and how a lot of people, unfortunately, are pressed um, at the expense of people being raped and abused and physically assaulted, but you know whatever that's neither here nor there but we are going to talk about it more in detail next week guys next week so definitely guys thank you so much thank you guys we really do appreciate it we do appreciate as always. it always tell a friend tell tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend who knows friends to tell more friends exactly you know? And definitely, guys, just, you know, always remember that even in, in in spite of all the bullshit around us, nothing's ever that deep because everything is bullshit. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.